on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pre-Game Live. Tonight, your BYU Cougars back at home hosting the T-Birds of Southern Utah. Cougars back in the Marriott Center tonight. It is the third game of the 2019-2020 season. All three games have been played in Provo, but the Cougars, they're coming off a tough loss on Saturday when they lost to San Diego State 76-71, to which evened BYU's record at 1-1 overall. And that one stings because BYU had a lead late in that game. The Cougars were up by nine, and then with two minutes left, the Cougars still had a four-point lead. The Aztecs outscored BYU 11-2 the rest of the way to hand the Cougars their first loss of the season. Cougars were also out-rebounded 43-27, something that could be a concern with BYU's lack of size, especially without Yoli for the first nine games of the season. Now, there's nothing BYU can do about that one except learn from it and move on, and that's what they'll try and do tonight against Southern Utah, a team that is a perfect e- that they are a perfect 11-0 and against all time. T-Birds, though, playing really good basketball to start the season. The guys from Cedar City are 2-0 and and coming off a very impressive dub on the road at Nebraska. SUU right now averaging 95 points per game, but that's somewhat misleading. The T-Birds scored 110 points against Bethesda College, not a juggernaut of college basketball, and then played double overtime against the Cornhuskers. So that number is a little skewed, but nonetheless, Southern Utah certainly feeling good after the big win in Lincoln. And this is an important game for BYU before heading to Houston this week for a matchup with the Cougars in red on Friday night. But first things first... BYU and Southern Utah, and tonight's player interview is with big man Colby Lee. Now healthy, Lee's playing a pivotal role without Yoli Childs in the lineup. And I asked the sophomore from Meridian, Idaho, how the team has handled practice the past few days after the loss to San Diego State. More aggressive approach, it seems like. Um, yesterday we were in here from about 1, get here early, get shots up, get you know your rhythm and then you got to get taped different things like that and then start at 215 and we went till um about six and then watch film after so we got out of here at like 630 so we were in here for a while and we're definitely more locked in we're focused on southern utah focus on the next one there's going to be ups and downs this season you know that's no one's perfect i mean the best team in the ncaa they're going to lose one game that's just usually how it goes so we got to find a way to fight, find a way to find positives, find negatives, and then work on those negatives and at the end of the day, stay together. What did you learn about team? I mean, a lot of times, sometimes it takes losses to maybe learn the most about your team. What did you learn? I learned that we definitely are all for each other. We're all guys that want to win. When we played San Diego State, we definitely, there was three things that we were supposed to focus on, and two of them we failed to do. Um, they were one and two. They're the most important things. We got killed on the on the rebounds, and uh, I took it personal. Um, I didn't rebound it really good at all, um, so that I was pretty frustrated with the game. Um, but it wasn't just me. I mean, everyone. We got a we're small. We're a smaller team than most guys. So most teams that we play. So we have to be dogs on the glass, and there is no other way. We have to swarm as a team. So it's got to be five to the glass every single time. Um, if we want to rebound, out rebound those guys because they're really athletic we're not the most athletic team right so when we play teams like San Diego State or when we play UCLA and you know in Maui there's teams that are going to be really long really athletic and we have to you know swarm to the glass 
How has this season been different for you? I, I was looking at last year. You played in 17 games last year. I think you played 54 minutes total. You've played 33 already so far this year, starting both games. How has this been different? Has it felt different to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely the first game when you hear that you're starting is <laughs> a little bit different from last year. If you're playing in garbage time or maybe 30 seconds in, I have to say someone from foul trouble. So definitely definitely a lot different from last year where um, for sure you know your, your number's going to get called and you have to step up and make big plays and your team depends on you. I have to imagine, though, it's also a, it's a confidence builder, though, for you to know that you've earned those minutes. 100%. You know, we put in a lot of work in the offseason, um, a lot of work with these coaches, and they've definitely boosted my confidence from, you know, last year to, to this year. And I know that I can make plays. My teammates, you know, they believe in me. So that helps a ton, knowing that these guys are all for each other. And they know that I can go make plays. And even if I miss a shot, the next one's going in. And they, we always encourage each other, you know, like when someone misses a, a free throw like TJ the first game, he didn't shoot well from the free throw line, but we know how good of a free throw shooter he is, so we're going to continue to encourage him, right? Same thing with me. If I miss a hook shot, you know, next one's in. So it's kind of team together. Coach mentioned you. I had asked him about your growth, and, you know, he said, I, I would love to have been able to have him go along and, you know, incrementally increase, but he said, I'm kind of, he's kind of going with growth by fire, just kind of being put in there. Do you kind of feel that way, that it's been all at once? Um, I think that kind of switched when we found out about Yoli's getting suspended nine games, and then it was like, okay, automatic jump, and then we found out Gavin got hurt, so then it was like, okay, there's no other big. So, and I mean, I still was going to play, but at the same time, next man. So it's, you know, you have to throw into the fire, right? So it's going to get hot, and it, it might get messy, but the thing is, is we all fight, and we're all dogs. So when these guys are pushing me, because Yoli's out, but at the same time, I'm playing against him every single day. So when you play against one of the best players, that makes you better. And Big Rich, when he's out, you know, he's he's a great player, so it's pushing me. And, and these guys are a lot harder to go against than most guys we play. So it just it prepares me for the games where I know I'm not, like, nervous or scared. I'm, I'm ready to go because these guys are so much better than most of the guys we play. We were talking about confidence a minute ago. How much more confident are you just simply with the fact that you're healthy now? It's huge. Um, before, I had something, aches or pains. I mean, that comes with the game, but with your feet as a big man, that's they're so important because if you have an ache or pain in your feet, it's scary because my aches or pains were usually stress fractures or different things that causes you to be out for at least six weeks. Right. And so I always had that in the back of my head and you know, it messes with you to, oh, can I push through this? Or is it something that I got to get looked at, you know? And so now that my body feels good, besides, you know, <laughs> like a floor burn or something, you know, mentally I'm more locked in because I don't have to worry as much. My body feels good, and it is huge from last year to know that I've taken care of my body. I had surgery. It's fixed. You don't have to worry about it. And Heavenly Father blessed me that... <laughs> If the surgery went well. So so then Utah's coming in. They're 2-0. You guys get them at home. They're coming off a big win. Coach Pope described them as, as long. They pound the glass. So it kind of comes back to another team that you're going to have to be ultra-aggressive on the boards. Just your overall thoughts on the T-Burn. Yeah, obviously they just beat a, you know, Nebraska, who's a Big Ten team. So that's a big win on the road. They have a lot of swag right now. They're coming in here thinking they're going to beat us. Um, so we definitely have to protect our home floor. I mean, in the same way, we're kind of pissed the last game too, so we have something to prove as well. So I welcome the challenge, and I'm excited to go in and 
grab a freaking rebound because <laughs> I got a salty taste in my mouth and you know I know a lot of our guys we didn't like the way that the game ended so especially when there's games that we have control we want those and so we want to go prove ourselves I like the determination thanks for the time and good luck against the T-Birds yep, thank you appreciate Colby Lee taking a few minutes tonight awesome to uh, to talk with him and yeah this is this is a guy that you know he's he, he talked about it. he's like this is he's just got to go in there and he's got to produce and um, this this somebody that is being counted on to provide some pretty big minutes right now, uh, especially with BYU's lack of size. He's one of of the few guys on this roster that does have some size. So he's he has been put in that position where you know rebounding is important. And you heard him talk about it, just how determined he is to make sure this team is a better rebounding team tonight against the T Birds. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head next door to the Marriott Center. It will be our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Game three of the season for the BYU Cougars, hosting the Southern Utah T-Birds, the 2-0 T-Birds, guys from Cedar City at the Marriott Center tonight, which is where we are going now. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Hello, my friend. Good to talk to you as always. Always great to talk to you. Uh, let's uh, before we move forward. Let's let's look back on Saturday. Get that over with. Uh, Saturday against the Aztecs definitely won BYU would like to have back. They had a late lead, couldn't hang on, but that one was a that one was a tough one uh, because BYU looked like they were going to win that game. Yeah, Jason, that's uh, that was a really tough one for me, and. Uh, I think about that one, and I'm just like, man, that was one of the hardest games for me to you know, come on away from because I, 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 I have a history with those guys, so I want to get them, you know. And then last year they whooped up on BYU, and, and you know, I just – and the BYU had them, you know. They had them right where they wanted and just made a few mistakes, and then to have them kind of catch fire, shackle at the end, and, and Fagan hitting those shots, I mean, that was just – that was a hard one to swallow because – you're in the right spot. I mean, you got the lead late. You're at home. You've done a nice job on those guys, and then have that happen to you just kind of taken away from you. I mean, that those are hard to swallow. But I mean, I took some good things away. I mean, that's a pretty good San Diego State team, and BYU was in a position to win. And uh, most times, I think we would win that game. But, but what you have to ask yourself, without Yoli on the floor, is who's a guy that's going to make shots for you late? And the last couple minutes, they they couldn't get anything. And uh, San Diego State had guys that were stepping up and hitting big shots, and BYU could not match them at least the last couple minutes. And so that's worrisome. you got to have guys that you know are going to step up and make big shots for you late. You'd think that would be T.J. Haas. I think most times it will be. I still think he's coming off a lot of rust from his knee and his illness and just not quite in the flow. And I, I don't think Jake Toulson has yet really settled in, although he played really well in that game. I just don't think he's settled in as the guy who feels like I'm going to take over the game here and win this game for my team. You know, Usually that's going to be a Yoli or a TJ, but like I said, TJ just doesn't, you know, I just don't think he has the, 
you know, the confidence right now coming off that not practicing really for a couple months. So, I mean, with all that said, BYU was right in the right spot where they wanted to be. Maybe should have won that game, should have, would have, could have type thing. But uh, it's not anything to pull your hair out and think it's the end of the world, BYU lost that game. But certainly there's some glaring issues that in rebounding, offensive rebounding yeah. for one that uh, you're going to have to address. But it, it, it's not all doom and gloom. I thought BYU played pretty well from the most part. And just but for a couple things going their way and, and but for San Diego State just going out of their minds at the end, BYU wins that game. Yeah, and the, the rebounding was something that I wanted to ask you about. I mean, that loss to San Diego State is why the coaches talked about BYU's lack of size. They knew the Aztecs going into that game were a very good rebounding team. Cougars were out-rebounded 43-27. From a schematic standpoint, what do you think BYU can do to counteract the lack of size until help arrives? Well, you, you're going to be at a disadvantage. There's no way to change that, and there, you're going to lose to taller, more athletic teams on the boards because you've got guys that are good rebounders, Jason, but they're not going to rebound out of their space. And what I mean by that is a guy like Yoli Childs with his wingspan and jumping ability can get a rebound that's not falling to him. And San Diego State had some guys that will get rebounds where the ball's not falling to you. But BYU, with their size, they box out, they play hard, but the ball has got to come to them. And, and so it's going to be hard. All you can do is have it be a team mindset. Everybody rebounds. Everybody goes after it. So uh, you've got no one's going on the break. All five guys are going, swarming to the basketball, trying to get that rebound. And most of the time you're going to do it. And BYU did a pretty good job at times in that game. Start the second half when they were making that run, they were doing everything right. But it's an incredible amount of focus and effort it takes to be able to rebound with a team like San Diego State when you're that overmatched size and and athleticism-wise. So uh, it's going to be, that uh, again, the same way tonight. This is a team that I think out-rebounded Nebraska. I think think 14 – uh, rebounds had 15 offensive rebounds in that game. They shot terribly from the three-point line and beat Nebraska on the road. So they're going to rebound. This is going to be almost like a, uh, a mirror image of San Diego State the other night. So BYU's not going to get a break on, on this matter. They just have to be better and, and stay with San Diego or with SUU uh, on the boards to be able to beat them tonight. Well, and you were talking about shooting uh, a minute ago. This team is still shooting the ball well to begin the season when you look at it overall. 47% from the field, 40% from three. And I keep going back to something that uh, assistant coach Chris Burgess said to me uh, going into the first game. And I, I was asking him about unknowns and knowns. And when it got to what he knows about this team, he talked about shooting. He says, we're going to be a very good shooting team. And that is proven to be the case. That's going to win you some games, shooting 47% from the field and 40% from three overall. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Too, I'm not worried. I mean, I, I worry. TJ did not shoot the ball well from uh, the three-point line. Trevin didn't the other night, and that's probably what cost you the game. And I, but I think, I mean, th- I think that's a flukish thing. Uh, I think BYU is going to be around a 40% three-point shooting team and will win games. And and th- th- it was more glaring because of what San Diego State did late with the shots that they made. They, they didn't shoot great until the end there. And and that was the, the game difference. I mean, it, it, especially we're talking about rebound and we're talking about being able to score in the paint with big guys. Th- your weapon is your three-point shooting. So you need to be hitting a good percentage. Uh, and I, I think most games they shoot 40%, they're going to win from the three-point line. I mean, that's I think that's going to happen. It's going to take something extraordinary like get, getting out-rebounded like they did and the offensive rebounds like they did to, to be able to beat BYU when they're shooting that well. 
But, yeah, I mean, obviously there's guys that uh, I think can shoot better. Uh, but right now you've got a lot of weapons. And even when some guys shoot poorly, you got Celius and, and Jake Toulson and, and someone else that, that is picking up the slack. And so you're at least in the games uh, when one or two guys might not be having a great night. You talked about Southern Utah, and, and obviously their ability to rebound is something that stands out, and Coach Pope talked about it, called them long. They're going to go out and they're going to pound the glass. So certainly this is going to be a good test for BYU in that respect. But what else, uh, what else have you noticed about this, this Southern Utah team? A lot of transfers. In fact, I think there's only one kid on the roster from the state of Utah, and he's a freshman. Uh, everybody else is, is, well, most of them are transfers, some from some pretty big programs. Yeah, it's not the... Thunderbirds that I'm used to, <laughs> that's for sure, and I, I think it's the right move for them. Instead of kind of going after uh, a Utah high school kid that would, uh, Southern Utah would be maybe his fourth or fifth choice, you're going for D1 guys from good programs that maybe aren't happy and uh, can find a spot to thrive in Southern Utah, and, and uh, that's been a successful model, I think, and will be what th- this coaching staff's going to do going forward, and I mean, it doesn't. It, it looks like they. I mean, they've got the, the. They passed the eye test. Let's put it that way. They. They don't look much different to me than San Diego State did warming up right now in front of me, and uh, so you're going to have some good athletes, good athleticism, and and we'll see. I mean, be white. This is a. This is a game. Uh, when I first saw it on the schedule, I thought, well, that's that's a W, no question. There's, there's going to be no problem. But clearly now. I think that Nebraska game is going to open people's eyes, and you're going to have to come out and play well and be really focused in, in order to win this game. And I think, well, Southern Utah, again, it, this is not the Southern Utah you're, you're used to, and this will be a real challenge for BYU, especially you know, given uh, the, the limitations they're playing under right now. But I think it'll be fun. I mean, I think what Nebraska's problem was they came out, got up big early, uh, we're up double figures most of that game, and I think they just thought, well, this they probably thought what I was just talking about. This is a game that we're going to win. It's going to be easy. Let's just coast. And they lost a little bit of that focus, uh, and Southern Utah came back in, and we're back in the game, and then everybody gets nervous, and you're, you're you know, and, and anything can happen in a double overtime game. So uh, I think BYU, for one, needs to come out. Put the put the pedal down early and get that lead, but then not think, okay, we're going to coast against this team like you might have in years past. You're going to have to put the pedal down the entire time and make sure you're not giving a team that has a lot of confidence right now any more confidence. You think this Southern Utah team doesn't think they're going to come in here and yeah. it can beat BYU? You're crazy. Yeah. They, they're coming off a high. They think they can win, so you need to dissuade them of that notion as quickly as possible. You know, Mark, while the numbers might not necessarily be eye-popping, I've been really impressed with what we've seen out of Zach Selyus. Uh, the guy, he's, a, he's, only, he's averaging seven points, uh, but he's averaging almost six rebounds, shooting close to 45% from the floor, 43% from three. I've been really impressed, and I'm, and I'm glad for him that he was able to come back and be ready to go when the season started after breaking his foot in Italy. I've been really impressed with Zach. Yeah, especially considering he's had the foot issue and, you know, talk about rust with TJ a little bit. Uh, Zach doesn't seem to be showing a lot of that. And I know it's early, you know, we only played two games, but uh, Zach's stroke has always been pure, always good. He's always going to be a threat. Uh, But what he does bring uh, to a team that desperately needs it is a little bit of strength and size and ability to play on the post and rebound on the post. And he's a very good passer. So he's been a really, really nice surprise along with Connor Harding. I think that's yeah. a nice duo there and a really potent scores from anywhere on the floor. 
uh, and you add Jake Toulson to that kind of three-man, bigger, stronger guy that can extend the floor, it's really hard to defend because, you know, BYU sometimes will go five guys that are 6'7", and that makes it hard for the four and five man of another team to guard them because they can go out and shoot the three and really opens up the floor. So, yeah, Zach has looked really good. I think probably the biggest reason BYU lost that game the other day was because Zach got in foul trouble, and he was the hot hand in getting BYU to that lead, and when he went out, they lost a lot. And he's sporting a pretty nifty mustache. He uh, looks like high from uh, Raising Arizona. <laughs> nice, you're right. It can't, yeah. I think somebody mentioned yeah, that is perfect. He may be, <laughs> he may be inspiring me to grow a mustache, no, and I'm not kidding. No, I'm, I'm thinking no. it, it may happen. No, I mean, it is no shave November, listen, right? Listen, Isn't that, that's still a thing, right? You, you just concentrate on your biceps and your pecs. That's what that's what your I strength can do that. is. Okay, I can do that. All right, I can do that. All right, last thing. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen, and Orm proudly present keys to the game. Mark. What are your keys to tonight's game? It's similar to San Diego State. You've got to be within five offensive rebounds of SUU, and uh, and you shoot around 40% from the three. BYU will win this, but if either of those doesn't happen, you're in for a battle. Mark, great stuff. I'm going to go do some push-ups. So I'll let you go, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in a few minutes. All right, see you, Jason. All right, man. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college basketball. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. The Cougars and Thunderbirds coming your way in just about 35 minutes from the Marriott Center. Welcome back in to Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you wrapping things up. We'll get you over to the Marriott Center coming up in just a second. There are a couple of games going on right now in top 25 college basketball. 13 minutes to go in the second half. Number 16, Ohio State leading number 10 Villanova 51 to 30 also in the first half just under 13 minutes there number 4 Louisville with a 25-13 lead over Indiana State Houston Baptist on the road at number 11 Texas Tech Red Raiders with a 32 to 23 lead also VCU with the upset of 23rd ranked LSU today 84-82 the final score. Coming up next, we're going to get you over to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now, let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome once again courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, as tonight the BYU Cougars play their first of four in-state basketball games this season. Tonight's opponent, the Thunderbirds of Southern Utah, a program still looking for its first ever win over BYU. The Cougs have an 11-0 all-time record against SUU with all 11 games having been played right here at the Marriott Center. My name is Greg Grubel. I'll have tonight's play-by-play call. Alongside is my partner for the last 23 seasons, the one-time BYU front court stalwart, the beloved Cougar Ironman, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, we saw on Saturday against San Diego State uh, both the promise 
and the peril of the Cougars' current roster situation. Resourceful enough and good shooting enough to rally from a nine-point deficit, maybe not deep enough or, or big enough to withstand foul trouble and, and hold its own on the boards on that day. BYU losing a big lead and so to an opportunity to record a significant non-conference W with every win, of course, meaning uh, more with the absence of Yoli Childs. That was a tough one to see slip away. <laughs> that was a killer, Greg. That was a tough one for me. Probably the, the one that was tough since then was in Maui when we lost the, the Aztecs. That, that was, I mean, those are the types of games you feel like you have. And before the season, you see the schedule. And you see, uh, here's how many games that kind of really matter as far as postseason goes. And whether it's top 100 or what quadrants or whatever you want to do, you kind of look at those games. And that was one of them. That was a home opportunity against a good program that's going to be at the top of their conference that will stand up at the end of the year. And you only get a certain number of those, Greg. And, and the, the frustrating thing is you felt like it slipped away. BYU had them where they wanted them at home. And but for great shooting on their part and but for BYU not being able to match that with big shots of their own late, you come away with a big, big win. And you're just moving forward. And you feel Now you're kind of scrambling. And all of a sudden you got a tough team that you thought was going to be an easy walk. Now this could be a real challenge with this SUU team. So, yeah, that was a tough one to swallow, but you just move forward and try and learn from it and try and get better. Got check night tonight, surely. When we come back, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are back inside the Marriott Center in Provo, where BYU owns a perfect record against today's visitors, the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, a team looking for its second big win of the early season. T-Birds coming off that overtime road win at Nebraska on the weekend. Yes, Fred Hoiberg's team in the Big Ten on the road. Good W. BYU looking to bounce back meantime after a 76-71 home setback against San Diego State. And, face, and facing the T-Birds, uh, a team that uh, did in winning at Nebraska what the Aztecs did in winning at the Marriott Center, namely attack the glass and dominate on the boards. We're going to have a consistent theme here all season long. We have to rebound the ball. We have to rebound the ball. We have to rebound the ball. And uh, we went against a terrific uh, team on the glass, and we, we didn't get it. We weren't as effective as we want to be on the glass, and so it's great. We, we need to keep learning and growing, and that's really important. The more shots we get at this, the better we'll get as long as we keep focused on getting better. So we have to rebound the ball. You know, uh, uh, Southern Utah, uh, San Diego State was a transition team, but Southern Utah like doubles down on that. They're going really, really, really hard in transition, really selling out five guys sprinting the floor. and. So that's a that's an area that we have to pay uh, special attention to tonight. Um, we got to manage their length, the physicality. They have a couple star players that can really score the ball uh, that we got to manage, and so it's a it's a great uh, challenge for us all around. Maybe not as long as uh, San Diego State at the four and five, but long enough. Yeah, interestingly, they're long at the four and five. They're one, two, and three. Actually, have a little bit more size. They're not quite as skilled as San Diego State's uh, backcourt, but they. Uh, with the exception of Marin, they have really good size and incredible, incredible athleticism in the backcourt. So, um, you know, it'll have a similar vibe in the sense of there's going to be a battle that's really fought on the glass uh, first and foremost and, and then in transition after that. Okay. You, you can't create size out of, uh, out, of, out of nothing. So what's going to make you a better rebounding team, you think, so, tonight and going forward? Yeah, so we're working on, on some different things. One, of course, is our focus, and two is our, is our percentage of effort, right? So 
this game of basketball is a percentages game. And so, you know, if you, if you block out 80% of the time, you want to get to 85. And if you hit 85, you want to get to 90. And that's just habit. And it's understanding different situations, different positions. You know, we got stuck uh, 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 in a ball first, recovering to a roll, having a block out in that position kind of one-on-one a, a little bit in San Diego State. And so that's a skill and a focus that we can get better on individually as we grow and understand more about how to do it and what to do. Um, it's also a little bit of a mom mentality. I was really proud of our team last last week. When you look at the film, I had five guys in the lane almost every single defensive rebound, even though we weren't coming up with that many, but we didn't have that much contact. And and the game has changed a little bit where you can run in and just move a guy out of the lane, but we can still have guys uh, getting contact and, and seeking bodies out. And so those are things that we'll, we'll improve upon. We're also trying to isolate certain guys where they don't have a man-on-man rebounding responsibility we give them freedom to to go almost like a, a, a you know an offensive line and go to double team uh, another rebounder so we're experimenting with that a little bit I don't want to get our guys too sideways but it's something we're thinking about so you know we, we might have to create some new things on the glass and and that's what we do as a team and coaches and so we're working hard on it we'll, we'll find things that work for us in different scenarios and we'll, and we'll, we'll grow in them offensively what do you think is working for you uh, well, you know, I'm at a broken record that way. Ball movement's really good for us. Pace and ball movement are really good for us. Um, uh, you know, um, when we feel right, when we feel inspiring, when we when we f- when we look good out there, is because guys are making plays for each other, and the ball is uh, stuck on the simple play, not the home run play, and and it's on a pop rule, not a catch and stare rule, and and. Um, so we're good that way. So much of that comes from TJ. You know, he 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 uh, he has an ability to create pace just the way we run in transition. He's got an ability to create pace, even just walking up after half court and then getting us started um, in a continuity action. Uh, he kind of signals the whole team about how fast we go, and so he'll he'll bear a lot of responsibility for that. We did an unbelievable job, a, a priceless job protecting the ball last uh, against San Diego State. We only had eight turnovers, and that's really that's a, a unbelievable accomplishment against that team and that's something we have to continue to double down on being successful with those two things are key for us offensively uh, what kind of week of work has it been for you uh, bouncing back from the weekend uh it's, it's it's been important um you know we have a we have an interesting you know 72 hours here so yeah. we kind of moderated uh, our output a little bit the last two days just knowing that we have a, a huge uh ball game today and then we jump on the road tomorrow morning and, and we play again Friday against two really, really incredibly quality opponents. So, um, but I think the guys have a real focus right now. And, and uh, again, tonight our fight is going to be tested um, and we're going to get to see, look inside ourselves and see who we are in, in terms of that quotient, the fight quotient. I expect us to do really well. And finally, first of a few in-state games for you this year. Yeah, these in-state games are the best. I mean, there's just nothing better. I mean, it just means something more and it means something to these kids. And, and I know it means something to Southern Utah and and um, and these are the great games. These are the games you want, and they're going to real, reveal a little bit more about you than you would have known otherwise, and, and that's what you do. You want to test yourself as many times as you can as you go through the season to to expose as many things and get a chance to grow as many things as you can so that you can grow the best product that you can possibly have by the end of the year, and certainly this is going to be a great test for us tonight. Best of luck to you and the boys. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Rick. That is Mark Pope in tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Coming up next, it is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center in Provo for the final game of BYU's three-game season opening homestand. The Cougs will be away from home for their next five games at Houston Friday, at Boise State next Wednesday, then in Maui for three games. The next game here will come on the final day of this month against a non-D1 opponent. Then BYU gets Yoli Childs back. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician tonight is broadcast intern Max Clark. Jason Shepard, our studio host. Our control board operator is Tanner Rawl. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. Our BYU radio engineers, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. And our BYU radio intern tonight is Nate Slack. We're coming to you live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, BYU losing to San Diego State kind of at the three-point line where one guy in the opposing uniform got hot. And a guy who was heating up for BYU got sent to the bench in foul trouble. Jordan Shackle makes five second-half threes for the Aztecs. K.J. Fagan makes the backbreaker of all guys. Meantime, Zach Selyus was cooled off by the whistle. Yet, BYU was just one or two made threes, maybe, for making it over the top when the game was still in doubt. And two pretty good shooters, T.J. Haas and Trevin Nell, they combined to go one for nine from the arc against San Diego State. If those two mark have just kind of an average night, I think BYU wins it. If BYU is going to have any sustained success this season, I don't think it's too much of an overgeneralization to say it's going to have to be at the three-point line. Yeah, particularly T.J. Haas, he needs to be better. I think he's a little rusty, especially you see it in, from the free-throw line. Really crazy for him. Missed a lot of free-throws. And, 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 you know, BYU shoots 33% from three in that game. They're in the game. But you're right. Trevin Nell, T.J. Haas, if they're just, if they have a bad night for them, that's a couple more threes, and you're probably fine in that game. And take away the fact that the Zach Selyus, who was playing really well, he gets sidelined in foul trouble, just was not a combination. And then you throw in the stark contrast to guys really hitting some big threes for San Diego State, and it was just not a good recipe for BYU that night. But I am confident that this team, the strength is the three-point shooting. They can shoot around 40% a night. If they do that, they'll likely win, even with the deficiencies we see in this team. And if they don't, they're probably going to lose. And they didn't the other night. And because of those few percentage points, you lose a game. And so guys need to be better, especially TJ. He needs to be a guy you can count on for a certain number of points and, and certain number of threes a game, and he, he wasn't that the other night. Coming up after the break, we hear from former BYU assistant coach and current Southern Utah associate head coach John Wardenberg. As the, Cougar, as the BYU store, Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Marriott Center and the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Tonight, 1-1 one one, BYU entertaining 2-0 Southern Utah. The T-Birds beating Fred Hoiberg's Huskers at Nebraska in double overtime on Saturday. Solid early season indicator that this SUU team is ready to make some noise in the Big Sky Conference and perhaps get back into the postseason in 2020. And to get more on the T-Birds, we hear now from longtime BYU assistant coach and current SUU associate head coach John Wardenberg on what it's like coming back into the Marriott Center as a visitor. Well, it's it, you know what, 
Greg, I look up in the banners and the stuff that when I was here that was accomplished, and that was a great, great time for me. And I have a lot of fond memories of of those players, that those coaches, and just the whole atmosphere that was around here. So, you know, it's it's with mixed feelings that you come in, but you know, we have a job to do tonight, and we'll see what happens. You have a pretty good sense of what it takes to win in this building. What do the T-Birds need to accomplish this evening? Well, you know, we we can't let the crowd get into this thing with transition. First and foremost, we can't allow transition baskets and get, you know, BYU running out. And then second of all, we got to take away the three-point line from them. Great shooters, as always. And uh, so those are two high priorities for us. How does the scout from Nebraska change to today against BYU? Well, we were laughing, and quite honestly, not sure. Quite honestly, I'm not sure if uh, you could find two teams polar opposites than these two teams. Nebraska, who was a drive it, put the ball on the floor, get their nose to the rim team, where BYU has great drivers. I mean, TJ and Toulson and, and Barcelo are great guys, put their head down, but they supplement it so well with these kids on the perimeter that really shoot the ball well. Is it going to be a tempo game? Do you think this thing's going to get up and down both ways? Um, I think we both like to, yeah. yeah. Probably uh, we need to do a better job of controlling the tempo than, say, they do. So, uh, But, yeah, we both like to get out and go. As good a roster as Southern Utah's had, right, since you've been there? Oh, by far. <laughs> by far. I mean, uh, you know, it's we, when when Todd hired called me and asked if I'd be interested in coming down there, quite honestly, Southern Utah was an afterthought in basketball in the state of Utah. That's, I mean, it's really honestly where they were, and um, you know, and so it, it, it's been a long process to get to build a roster where we're at right now, and it, there's ups and there's downs, and but. You know, we're still not satisfied where we're at, but it's been longer, probably longer than what we thought, what we wanted. But to build a culture and build a roster the way you want sometimes takes a long time. Some high-level transfers on this team you got. Yeah, we, we, we knew right away, again, because of where probably where we stood in the national college basketball world, that dudes weren't growing up wanting to move to Cedar City. And so we've been very fortunate. You know, we have... Uh, there's a six, seven Division One transfers on this roster right now, and we've been able to get some high-level guys. And, and again, it's just a testament to Coach Simon and our staff how hard we work to find guys to come and play for us. What do you think will translate well from what you did at Nebraska to get a win here tonight? Well, one is rebounding. We did a great job of rebounding in uh, that way, and two – to being in a hostile environment it wasn't you know and we've told our guys they have a great arena there in nebraska but it will be so much louder here i mean i would imagine i don't think you know this place won't be sold out but it's still the parameters of the building are such that it's going to be loud and and uh so i would think that you know having played saturday in that kind of environment will translate here rebounding like i said and then we hope that defense travels, and we got to get better. we got some weaknesses, and but hopefully that will travel too. Another good non, non-conference test for you, and, and ultimately when you do get in the league, can this be a Big Sky championship team? 
uh, we yeah we believe we have some tools. I mean, we're not anywhere close to where we need to be to attain that goal, Rubes. But we we have great pieces, great pieces, and we're deeper. And uh, so you know, we, we we've taken really good steps. You know, you look last year we beat we swept Weber, a team that gave BYU everything they could and more. And, and you know, and so these guys are slowly coming and. So do we have pieces? Yeah, I think we do. Well, I'm so glad that our, our paths keep crossing. Uh, you're a good man, a good friend, and what a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Rubes. We appreciate it. And you know, you know I love this. Uh, I love BYU, and it's, uh, uh, like I said, bittersweet coming back. But uh, tonight it's all business, I promise you. Thanks again, John. Yeah, thanks. That is Southern Utah Associate Head Coach John Wardenberg. Time now for You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight, BYU basketball trivia. The last time BYU faced Southern Utah it was December 21st, 2007, and the Cougs were led to a 70-55 win by this player's 19 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 block shots, and 2 steals. Who's this versatile player? The answer next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Buying a home can be a stressful process, but it doesn't have to be. And I should know. I'm a UCCU home buying expert. Think of me as your personal home buying advocate, a mortgage loan professional dedicated to your home buying experience from start to finish. And with UCCU's low rates, you may qualify for more house for the same payment that you could with other local lenders. So if you're thinking about buying or refinancing a home, talk to UCCU. It's what we do. Equal housing lender. NMLS 407653. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, to Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Coach Mark Pope talked about it in our pregame interview a few moments ago. Challenge tonight, challenge all season. Rebound, 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 got to find a way. That's big, obviously, but the other side of that is offensively got to shoot the ball well from three. I noticed the other night against Nebraska, Greg, four for 23 for the Thunderbirds. I thought, how could they possibly win that game? Well, because Nebraska shot five for 26. BYU's got to shoot the three. If they can, they can negate some of those uh, uh, disadvantages on the boards. BYU and SUU tip-off next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar tip-off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.